0: This is Get Unstuck Radio, episode 24, The Life You Crave the Business of You, with F.U.B. Benson. Welcome to Get Unstuck Radio, the place to brainstorm with you on business and life strategy, to get unstuck with system automation and delegation, and also to get quality for sustainable business and lifestyle. I'm your host, Mukita Panmuk. Let's get unstuck. Hi, everyone. So today, please welcome B Benson with me. She helps high-achieving women find and use their voice in the workplace. She also certified executive coach and author of highly rated transformational book, The Life You Crave. Thank you for joining me today.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here with you.
0: Yeah, I have been waiting to talk to you today for a long time. I mean, we have been talking in the Facebook Messenger for a while, so today's the day.
1: Yes, today is the day.
0: (laughs) How are you today, by the way?
1: I'm well, thank you. We have some sun out today, so I'm happy about that because it's been pretty pretty rainy the last few days, but I am great. How are you?
0: I'm great. I mean, there's no sun today, unfortunately, but yesterday I was outside under the sun and I so missed it. I'm in Belfast. Yeah. Where are you best right now?
1: I'm in the Washington, D.C. area.
0: Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. That's the place.
1: <laughs> yeah, the hot spot, right?
0: Yeah. So um, tell us a little bit about yourself, like how you become an executive coach, by the way.
1: Okay. When I started out in my career originally, I was in information technology, so I was a help desk person, actually, when I started in the federal government, and I slowly moved up and worked through to become a manager in that area, but all along, I was always like the youngest person in the room. I was always the only female, and I felt it very challenging to get my point across when working with The guys, nobody wanted to hear what I had to say. You know, they thought of me as the the little kid. So that was always a challenge for me. And so I had to figure out a way to be heard, you know, to figure out a way to kind of stand up for myself and make my point when I needed to do so. I started working with a coach myself, and I so enjoyed the experience. And so I've always had a coach over the years and probably about about seven years ago, I decided, you know what, I think I wanna be a coach. I think I wanna be able to help people the way that my coaches over the years have helped me. So I had an opportunity through the job I had to take training, to take the certification training. And I was able to do that was able to get certified. And so since then, I've been helping women in particular, I work with both men and women, but I've been working with women in particular, because I find that we are the ones who need the, you know, the extra boost, you know, we're the ones that they don't have a whole lot of programs that center around things for us, particularly in the federal government, which is where I was. And I just felt like I wanted to help make a difference. And that's how I became a coach.
0: To work with high potential and high achiever clients Mm -hmm. from the governmental side and the corporate side, are Mm -hmm. there any difference?
1: Not really. I think the only difference is some of the scenarios are slightly different because the rules are slightly different from the federal workplace to corporate, you know, your standard corporate workplace. So that's the only difference I really see.
0: And from your own transformation that you have been working with your coach earlier of your career,
1: mm-hmm.
0: how do you feel that your coach has inspired you to be who you are today?
1: Wow. All coaches, generally speaking, push you. You know, they push you to, out of your comfort zone and they push you to be a better you. And so my coach <laughs> pushed me. She knew walking through the door, you understand what areas your client is having some struggles in. You understand what areas your client would like to focus on. And so as soon as I would tell my coach, you know, I'm struggling in this area, or I'm struggling in that area, and basically one of the things I worked with her on was my book I wanted to write a book but I kept kind of dragging my feet and so she helped me to develop a plan I think it was like maybe a 10-step plan to get through all the pieces that I needed to move through to get my book finished and I think that's the biggest thing they help you break down a big goal into small achievable steps or tasks to ultimately meet your goal and that's what that was. And so that's what I like to do with my coaching clients. Whatever that topic is, that overarching topic, need, or concern is, I like to then break it down into smaller pieces so that we can step through together to work through to get to that end state.
0: That's always important, right? We was engineered a big goal and having accountability partner as mm-hmm. coach, for example. I mean, mm-hmm. I love that relationship so much personally mm-hmm. as well. So, what is actually the big problem that you have found to be heard in the
1: workplace? Oh gosh. So so many women in particular, are concerned about being heard in the workplace. Um, mm-hmm. I often hear that nobody cares about what I think, or maybe I don't have the complete right answer, so I don't want to say anything because I might be wrong or. They, so that's lacking the confidence. Or oftentimes, women who are passionate become labeled. They get this label of being too pushy, or they get a label of being a bitch, getting that unfavorable label. Nobody wants that. So oftentimes, or the the very last thing, they're afraid they're going to be retaliated on if they speak up. They're scared, they're overwhelmed and they're afraid to be heard and they feel unseen and so oftentimes we work through those and i've developed a few ways five ways basically that i help them work through communicating with confidence
0: that's very interesting because i also have confidence issue personally as well i have to work on it every single day like Mm -hmm. to show up and being myself unapologetically. i mean i have to practice is that though. It's not something that I was born with. It's a skill. Right. I discovered that it. it's a skill. Yeah. Right. And I find it's quite hard because like as a Thai person living abroad or something like that, somehow stereotypes still being a ship with me all the time that I have oh. to overcome. Yeah. So I'm really keen to know what are the five ways then?
1: The first thing that people should recognize and know is that the biggest thing that you can have when communicating is confidence. So it doesn't matter if you're talking with your boss, if you're communicating with someone in a boardroom, if you're communicating with your child's teacher at school, it's all about confidence and showing up confident. Just having that confidence will come through. It will come through and it doesn't matter what the topic is, where you are, what the circumstances are. And so the first key thing is to be aware of body language. Your body language is so important. You can be talking about anything, but if your body language is, <sighs> I'm not in, that shows, I'm not interested. Or if you're leaning over, you're bored. So you just want to make sure that you are showing up present and that you're giving your full self to a conversation. So that would be the very, very first thing. Get a grip on any emotions that you have. Sometimes topics can be crucial, temperatures can rise, feelings are hurt, or toes are stepped on. You wanna make sure that you're in control and you have a grip of your emotions because no one wants to talk with or speak to or hear from someone who's emotional in any way it won't work
0: yeah but at some point this is just like my question though sometimes people might ask like why you don't have any emotion involved as well like in case that i might be too straightforward in some Mm -hmm. circumstances i might act too professional at the wrong place at the wrong time something Mm -hmm. like that what would you recommend
1: So there's definitely a balance that you have to have. And I think that if you maybe develop two types of tones or two types of, so personality isn't the correct word, but maybe two types of personas. So let's say that you want to come across as professional, but you still want to be warm and open. So maybe you don't sit up. As straight and maybe you just lean back and relax to have the conversation. Maybe you change the tone of some of your words so you don't come across so mechanical. You know, I'm gonna be very professional right now and I'm gonna sit here like this, and this is the way we're gonna do it. And you make sure that you're smiling because oftentimes if you smile when you're speaking, it comes across in, in the sound. So those are a couple of ways that may be able to help during those times when you don't want to just seem so starched, so tight or professional.
0: Hmm. Yeah, thank you. Okay, yeah. let's get back to your ways. <laughs> okay.
1: So the third way, you want to make sure that you practice, practice, practice. Ever since, you know, you're a little child, you always hear practice makes perfect so as an example if you know that tomorrow when you get to work you have to give a presentation on something then the night before or a few days before you begin practicing some of those things you want to say you make sure that you have a bulleted list perhaps so i keep one of these tablets handy And I often jot down, you know, a couple of bullets of things that I may want to remember when I have to communicate something on a particular topic. That's always helpful. And then if it's not a presentation that you need to practice, maybe you know that you want to have an important conversation with your boss. So the night before, you begin walking through and stepping through the various points that you want to make. And becoming comfortable with how you sound and how you're coming across. So again, practice makes perfect. Next, the the fourth one would be trade in any fear or anxiety that you have into self-assurance. You ever heard the term fake it until you make it? Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like that. You have to pretend almost that you are the successful person, that you are the strong and empowered woman who can conquer anything, even though on the inside, you may be nervous. You build up that persona and that's who you become when you need to. It's almost like, you know, Superman had his cape, you know, it's almost like putting on a cape. You trade in any fear or anxiety into the self-assurance and you become strong. And then the last thing is you have to make sure that you know who your audience is. Understand who you're speaking to. Understand what role they play in any decision-making that may need to happen or occur. So you want to communicate something, but who are you communicating it to? And... What role do they play in making something happen for you? Those are the five ways that if you walk through those steps, if you remember those, it'll help you get through most communication challenges that you have. Number one was beware of your body language. I'll beware of the body language. And yeah.
0: the second one is not to get emotional involved. Right.
1: To get work oh. grip on your emotions. And then you want to practice, practice, practice. And then you want to trade your fear in for self-assurance. Grab that cape and become a superwoman if you need to. And then you want to understand who you're talking to.
0: That's perfect. Like it can use not only in the workplace, I think. Yes,
1: definitely. It's very easy to use in the workplace. But again, you can use it anywhere. If you have to go have a, a meeting with your child's Uh, teacher at school. You know, if you have to debate with, say you had something shipped and delivered and it was broken and now you need to communicate with the corporate office to, you know, get that addressed and get a replacement. So these communication strategies can help you with any type of communication that you're doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: So the outcome, how that built the confidence within them?
1: How is it built within
0: With the confidence within ourselves. So once we use this five strategy, right? Mm -hmm. And we practice, practice. So we're Mm -hmm. able to empower ourselves.
1: Definitely. Definitely. These five steps will certainly get you to a good place of empowerment and self-assurance. And will enable you to be able to communicate on any platform.
0: Mm -hmm. So any like one story that you have used this strategy in real life?
1: So I'll say when this was a while ago, son is now 22 years old. So (laughs) this was when he was maybe two years old. I worked for a company that was male dominant. All of those men had wives that got to be at home. You know, they were stay-at-home wives. Whenever I would come in to work and I'd say, oh, my son's sick, you know, I'm gonna have to leave early. Or my son has a program at school and I have to go see it. You know, they're looking at me crazy. And I had to sit down and and just develop. I took out a pad and, and I developed these key points that I wanted to make sure that they understood because as males dominating this office, they were not used to having to leave work early for a child, you know, because something was going on with their child. They weren't used to uh, having to stay at home with the sick child because they had family, you know, their wives were at home to do these things. So I had to figure out a way to impress upon them the importance of me having this time to do what I needed to do for my child. And so I used strategies like this. You know, I thought about who my audience was, who I was gonna be talking to. I thought about the fact that I couldn't get emotional about it because I happened to be talking about my child. I can't get emotional, I have to stay calm. I thought about the points that I wanted to make, and I practiced, I practiced those points. I practiced, practice, practice, And I had the conversation. They respected what I said. They still didn't like it, <laughs> but they respected what I said. And ever since then, these are the steps that I actually follow whenever I need to prepare to meet with someone or, or say, communicate something maybe that's challenging, or communicating to higher up when I'm trying to win a contract, you know, communicating with these vendors, these other vendors who can help me obtain a contract that I want. So just in all areas of my life, these are the steps that I practice to be prepared and to come across confident. Even if I'm nervous on the inside, nobody knows.
0: (laughs) I follow your story and i am so grateful that we as a women we have a detailed thinking Mm -hmm. somehow that we have a process of everything you know and we pick up all the details and we make it happen Yep. when we want something we will figure things out and just do it and we practice before we do the real thing that's very important i find i find many people surrounded me they do things last minute no and i think that's very important to seek out the outcome that we expect
1: Mm -hmm. yeah you have to plan ahead i think that's really the most important thing just planning and ensuring that you know what you need to do and how you're going to do it
0: yeah because to ask for the rise right for example or Mm -hmm. to ask for, like, in case you want to have a weekend or holidays Mm -hmm. ahead, like, from my previous workplace as well. Everyone's very competitive on booking on the holidays.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. (laughs) And
0: we have to bargain. Like, we have to, like, totally lobby somehow with, like, (laughs) okay, you're going to be my backup on this week, and I'm going to be off for two weeks after Mm -hmm. something like that. Because they will announce, like, in December to plan for a year ahead. That's that's what I did before. Mm -hmm. And on that day, because I know the person who will announce the totally schedule. So I just like keep on track with that and asking everyone, because you know that how many days you will have in the years, but we have to secure that as far as possible. Right. So I believe that this negotiable skill and the communication skill are very important.
1: They definitely are definitely are,
0: and have you like um coached the women within the same workplace as you? I have.
1: I have. Um so uh, as a manager in the workplace, I've always had you know women that work for me. Mm-hmm. And so I try to coach them to, of course, be the best that they can be, but also to help them navigate, you know, the office politics and to avoid the landmines in the office. So I definitely have done that. I've also been um, an executive coach for the Treasury Executive Institute, and that's for the U.S. Department of Treasury as a whole, all of the different bureaus and agencies that are under the U.S. Department of Treasury. I offer executive coaching for them and so i will have clients who come from other federal agencies that i coach that that i do uh, executive coaching with and the majority of the women that come they have some type of concern about communicating and showing up confident and and being you know a strong leader so even they are at that
0: high level yes no one understand that like somehow it
1: happens to you know. everyone
0: yeah so mm-hmm. wow that's very important and mm-hmm. oh what i want to ask you i was like listen to you and i have some question let's get back to your book then what is okay. your book about and how it helps you with this coaching
1: so the book, The Life You Crave, The Business of You, it is available on Amazon. I, I'd like to mention that. That book was basically born, oh, you know what? I have a copy of it right here. I, forgot. Gonna, I, sh- I can show you. This is the book. Oh. Um, this book was born out of basically from all of the challenges that I had along the way and you know how you think back you look back over some time and you think to yourself man i wish i had known then what i know now and so what i did with this book is i came up with some topics of things that i felt that way about Mm -hmm. i wish i had known back then what i know now that i would have done x y or z and so it's basically a guide to help you walk through some things that may be relevant to you. They may not be. As an example, let me uh, share with you. So how to define your dreams and put them into action or creating success. These are chapters that are in the book. Balancing your home, business, and family life. Being comfortably confident. Overcoming setbacks. Coping and control, managing stress, learning no age limits, you know, learning with no age limits, finding your truth and devise a plan and get on with it. So this book will walk through, each of those chapters will walk through steps on what you can do, you know, how to move through something. So there'll be some text and then there'll be exercises. So it will reinforce what the text is uh, telling you. So basically, um, I know how challenging it can be to make shifts in your life, you know, to make changes and and to reset on challenges that you may have had. So with this book, it's like me walking with you every step of the way to start start anew. Basically, you want to go back to school. Let's say you didn't finish your college degree. You want to go back to school. There's absolutely no age limit on going back to school. Uh, If you've had a setback, you lost your business, um, you know, you're homeless, whatever it is, this will help you pick up the pieces and begin to walk forward in, in various areas of your life. So I think that, you know, it can help turn your life's vision into a reality. It's certainly intended to be inspirational. It helps you to create supportive habits, do more of what you love. So that's why it's all about the life you crave. Getting back to doing those things that are important to you and for you, which then is why it's also called the business of you, because it's all about the life you want for you everything about you so
0: i'm a strong believer of making change from within Mm
1: -hmm. because
0: like if you had not changed or shift your mindset and how you cope with yourself within externally wouldn't change as well and that's right i am a very strong believer on that Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: i know now what is my question about it's related to what you mentioned about your book as well Mm -hmm. i believe that we have like come through all the challenges along the time and without those challenges we wouldn't be who we are today also now
1: we wouldn't we wouldn't that is so true so when i when i think about you know i wish i had known then what i know now that what you just said holds true had i known those things back then then i wouldn't be who i am now i wouldn't be in the position that i'm in now so passionate about helping high achieving women so passionate about helping you know women get to the next level and helping women evolve you know helping women get out of a rut so you're absolutely right about that i would not be <laughs> here if i really knew everything back then that i'm speaking about in the book
0: yeah and i also came across another issue Mm-hmm. Like in your terms, like in your industry of corporate world, right? And also governmental side,
1: mm-hmm.
0: politics play a big oh, role. Yes. Apart yes. from what we know what we want to do mm-hmm. and we know it's right. Yeah. <laughs> you might not able to do that, even though you are confident with it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That, that's also a big issue that we cope with this thing. Well, for me, politics is not only in the workplace. Mm-hmm. in my family also have their own culture and politics you know right and these are somehow makes life very chaotic
1: mm-hmm. what do so you that's a dumb, double whammy for you <laughs> because yeah. you have to be concerned about your corporate politics your work politics and then your cultural politics
0: yeah i mean but um i left my I didn't work in corporate. I actually work in international organization. So okay. let's say it's like governmental side, but non-governmental, of course.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: I know what politics and policy means. Like that's mm-hmm. really strong. And I know that it stop many progress in life. Right. If you work there. So I believe many women have that issue when they work in a high level like that. Yeah. And when they come to you, like, even though you walk them through these steps that, okay, they can gain confidence. They they know that you are there for them as mm-hmm. you are their coach.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How do you guide them through these external factors that they couldn't control?
1: So the, I, I think the first thing is understanding that you have no control. You only have control over you. So you only have control over how you are going to respond to these external forces and how you are going to respond to the rules and the policies that are pushed down on you. So a lot of that, you just have to be accepting of and let it go. You know, don't lose any sleep over it. Don't stress about it because there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. So understanding what you have control over versus what is just given to you.
0: So after they practice, for example, like they have this project that they really want to do
1: and they mm-hmm. have to go
0: talk to the higher ranking, like the senior one,
1: mm-hmm.
0: they prepare and they might just have to surrender to the outcome.
1: Yeah, they're going to have to be comfortable with the yay or nay at the end. Because if if they get a nay, even though they're passionate about it, there's no... unless unless possibly there's another level that they can go to, to ask. Ooh. <laughs> maybe there's another level. Or if they, if the first person says no, then maybe they can go partner with someone that's at a slightly higher level. They go partner with that person and get that person to buy into what they wanna do. And then the two of them come back and meet again with that boss and say, hey, look, we really think this is a good idea and see what happens.
0: Yeah, it's about figuring things out, right? And give it a try, because you don't know what's gonna happen and how it's gonna change your life in the future.
1: Exactly.
0: That's amazing, I mean, I love it. I mean, I can talk about this all day, because like (laughs) um, workplace policy and this way of communicating within the workplace are somehow made me headache for three years. That's why I left the job Mm because it keeps changing when they change the executive level, let's say. Mm -hmm. So things change because of who you're surrounded with, right? Like the environment change, people change, the way you work change. And you have to learn every time they change like that. And that's not so fun, even though I love what I did before.
1: Right. Yeah, Yeah, so...
0: In case anyone wants to work with you right now, I know it's like at the lockdown time somehow, but internet wouldn't stop us from doing anything online. Do you offer online coaching or something as well? So I do.
1: I use Zoom for coaching now. This is the platform that I use for all of my coaching. I don't meet with anyone in person. So we do everything over Zoom so I can have a client anywhere in the world. It doesn't have to be, you know, locally here in the Washington, D.C. area. I exce- I, had, I have a client in London. I have a client in Brazil. So, uh, and I also have a client in Russia, believe it or not. So I have clients all across the world. And the best way for people to get in touch with me is to go to my website which is www.AprilBenson.com.
0: Okay. So go to your website and then there will be the information over there, right? Yep.
1: On how to contact me.
0: Yeah, that's great. Get in touch with April. You will get to the clarity of what exactly you want in life and earn more confidence. And then you can be empowered within yourself and get whatever you want.
1: Yes. Thank you so much, April. Thank you so very much. I really appreciate the interview and I'm so excited. I can't wait. (laughs) Thank you.
0: Thank you for joining me for this episode of Get Unstuck Radio. If you enjoy the show, make sure you subscribe so you automatically get new show every week. I would love to if you left us the review. If you want to get unstuck, check my five-step entrepreneur freedom formula for scaling your business without sacrificing your lifestyle at com forward slash
1: freedom speak then